This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to On The Daily, Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And, uh, you know, once again, we are waiting on LaMarca to grace us with, with his presence. I assume he's running around with the basketballs. Uh, I just, I literally probably holding basketballs right now. Um, juggling, juggling. Uh, but we still have father of the year, host of the bogey free DFS show, esteemed part of his colleague, flu shot recipient, uh, Matt Jones. You can find on Twitter at Matt Jones, TFR Jonesy. How we doing? I'm good. I, as you can probably hear in my voice, I was, uh, I was up for tonight but uh, i'm fighting through this uh, little cold i got here and i uh, just just trying to uh, win all the money this weekend yeah i and they tell me that winning all the money is the best medicine uh people is- have said penicillin they've <laughs> said antibiotics uh but it, it latest studies show that five out of five doctors recommend winning all the money <laughs> It's so. pretty great too because I just noticed that you created the uh, DFS uh, Slack channel for DFS on uh, Rotovis Slack, and the purpose is literally set. It says to win the monies. <laughs> so I try to be I'm consistent. A, I'm inspired by you right now. I need to <laughs> at least win some of the money this week because last week was an unmitigated disaster. So. Yeah, hoping to get back on the winning foot here. Last week was kind of weird and not to talk too much about our own performance, but it was just like, I felt I had a really good cash lineup. Like I was a 70th percentile cash lineup and I still broke even. Like it was yeah. just like a really weird week. Um, before we get into some of the particulars for the show this week, I want to remind you as always, you can get a 30% discount to Rotovis Pass through the podcast homepage, rotovis.com slash podcast. Fantasy playoffs are here. Um, unless you're playing 14 regular season weeks or something like that. Uh, but, you know, if you want to win the ship, if you want to get the money, as we've already talked about, uh, you definitely want that Rotovis Pass. And you can get it for 30% off through the podcast homepage. Uh, we also still have Rotovis Live going on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. live show. Uh, lets you ask all of your fantasy or DFS questions, and we'll answer them live on the show. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Radio. costs you just $5 for access to Rotoviz Live. 
Before we get to week 14, we do want to go over some results from week 13. And we'll start, as always, with the Listener League. Shout out to SI Broker, who won the Listener League this week, 219.7 DK points. Uh, went with a Mahomes, Conley, Kelsey, Chiefs, KC stack. Uh, really like that. Um, if you watched my Sunday morning show, you know that I was really high on Chris Conley as a stacking partner with Mahomes. Uh, obviously, it was not the critical component of this stack because Kelsey w- went off for 42.8 DraftKings points. Uh, just a really good lineup. Still had McCaffrey, went with Philip Lindsay. Uh, so it did not matter that we were disappointed by Aaron Jones. It did not matter that, uh, you know, we only got 11 and a half points out of Chris Conley. We had, you know, the two players on the slate that you really had needed to have to cash, uh, to win a tournament. And, uh, you know, shout out to SI Broker. Um, coming just outside of the money, I just want to give a quick shout to the Mans who, uh, made the mistake of playing Chris Carson and Bruce Ellington. But uh, also stacked Mahomes <laughs> with Kelsey and Spencer Ware. So pretty much. And stack- also had one of the greatest uh, YouTube parody videos of all time. Oh, yeah. This week, so. Double shout out for Mans actually because that's. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah. The first one, the FI one was, was a classic for me just because like I was a part of them. So I knew those guys like really well and the, the impressions were spot on. But this was just like this was art. He hit yeah. on like the video was eight minutes long, and he somehow hit on like every single like common thing that all three hosts do. And I just thought yeah. it was hilarious. That was great. So shout out to Mans, keep uh, crushing it on uh, the YouTubes, and uh, shout out to me for continuing to crush you guys in uh, three man competitions. Shout out to me. <laughs> um, the win streak is at two after losing on Thanksgiving, um, and uh, quite frankly, it was. Uh, it was in hand, I thought, after the 1 p.m. games because I played Jameis Winston, as we talked about on the show. Lamarca and I were debating about Winston versus Luck, and uh, Jameis outscored him by like 12 points. So that was a pretty big difference. Uh, the other big gap between Lamarca and I, who finished second, was uh, that he played Matt Lacoste uh, over Eric Ebron at tight end. So uh, yeah. Lacoste, complete air ball. Uh, definitely like the nut low range of outcome performance for Lacoste. Uh, but obviously, yeah. obviously made a huge difference in this matchup. So I went for it all. I yeah. only had, I only had one, uh, only Spencer Ware was owned by one of the other two people in the three minutes. So I really, uh, I really went after it with, uh, my Brady Gronk stack and that really bit me in the ass. So just, uh, really just a microcosm of my week. <laughs> Well, you went for, I mean, that's been your MO in the three man though, is that you're kind of just going for glory. First or third, baby. Right. And uh, like if we were using victory points, Lamarca, even though he's in third in the overall standings, would definitely have like more victory points than you because of the second place finishes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but I think you're playing, like I said, I don't think you're playing it terribly. I, uh, I mean, e- it was a kind of a weird week because even my lineup, like usually we have like a few guys. I would say at least three guys every week that are like 100% owned in the three men. We had none yep. this week. None. And uh, even just between me and the market, we only had like four guys of overlap. So it was, yeah, it was, was a pretty that contrarian was week. my fault that it, there was nobody 100% owned. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Spencer Ware not being owned. Like, that's just a clear, like, uh, well, Lamar, I shouldn't say that actually. We would have had Spencer Ware 100%, but Matt did swap from Ware to Conley. 
right. in the 4 p.m. games. So that's uh, right. which I thought was a sharp swap. So uh, that's the three men. I am now leading seven and a half to your four and a half. Lamarca is out at two, completely drawing dead. Uh, we have four slates left, though, Jones. So you have to win all four slates. Or I guess right, you can fine. win three and then we tie, you know, whatever. But, like, you tie with Lamarca at the end or something like that. But you need to run the table here to win. Or I need to win one more to not come in last for the year. <laughs> I Yeah, if you want to be a pest, you want to take the heck out of half full approach, that is half That's approach, really that what I'm away. focused on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's talk about week 14 because I, I we were talking about this a little bit before the show. I think week 14 is a really interesting slate. I think that there are a lot of obvi- quote-unquote obvious plays, but I think that there's so many good plays that line of construction is going to be really differentiated across the board. I mean, I've already experimented with a few different lineups. You really are going to have to take a stand this week at a few spots just in like how you feel about like how to play certain positions and how you feel about certain timeshares, stuff like that. Like we'll get to all the stuff, but we'll start with quarterback, uh, which is pretty interesting at the top. I mean, Mahomes was 7,600 last week, absolutely smashed, but now is only 7K, uh, mostly because of the matchup with Baltimore. So we have uh, Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Breeze, and Rivers. All those guys are between 6,500 and 7K. Uh, So who's your favorite play in this group? And it, is he a priority play? Because I kind of feel like maybe uh, your cash option isn't coming from here, but maybe is your preferred GPP play coming from here? Kind of what are you thinking about this range of quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really thinking like I want to get Mahomes in like a lot. Like he's my he's my Tony Fee now. If you follow me in golf, like I'm just going to keep playing Pat Mahomes every single week. Like I don't care about the matchup. I don't really care about anything. Nothing is going to stop me from playing him um, in GPPs for sure. I do think there's obviously a case to be made for not playing the most expensive quarterback in cash. Um, So I think if I'm going through, I'm probably just leaning towards uh, Rivers. If I'm going to pick my cash QB from this range, Um, I just think like big favorites, like high total. um, Sorry, shit. Uh, all the things that we really want. So um, I'm leaning towards Rivers if I land on uh, a cash play in this range. Yeah, I, I am, I'm a little torn in this area. I mean, I really want to go Breeze. I know that the weather in Tampa is supposedly yeah. supposed to be a little ugly this weekend, but I am like super on team hashtag weather doesn't matter. Like rain and snow just don't matter. It's about wind and supposedly the wind isn't supposed to be that bad. I mean, the wind was like 17 to 20 miles per hour this past weekend, and the quarterbacks in uh, that game still played pretty well. I mean, Jameis threw picks, but yeah. I mean, uh, Cam threw picks, but it wasn't because of the wind. It was just because of his shoulder, probably, and some other stuff. Uh, so I, I yeah. still think I'm going with Breeze. I mean, Tampa is one of, if not the worst defenses in all of football. Um, I just feel like Breeze with a 32 you know, point team total at only 6,600, like, I feel like that's very affordable. So I think in tournaments, uh, I like that, especially since it's on the road and in rain. Like, I feel like we're going to get Breeze at, like, a really nice number ownership-wise. Um, so that's kind of how yeah. I feel about about that spot. Uh, but I agree with you. Like, I'm probably not playing my quarterback from cash in this area. Uh, yeah. The next tier, though, is, I think, that sweet spot. We have Cam, Jameis, Rodgers, Luck, Watson. All those guys are between 5,900 and 6,300. 
And I would say that you can make like a pretty good argument for all of them as a cash play. Like I, I'm positive that you have a preference here, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But like all of these guys are in either like a good matchup or like traditionally like way out produce like this price that they're at. Right. Uh, so who's kind of your favorite guy in this area? Again, I think this is most likely the cash area. So if you want to give a little more of a cash slant on this answer, I think that would be uh, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, as as far as like obviously like you just said. <clears throat> As far as GPPs go, like they're all stackable too, which is nice. Like you, you have a, a very clear option to stack with um, all these QBs, which is always a plus when you're looking at GPPs. But for cash, I feel like I'll I'll probably go down to Watson. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this game is like to me. I don't know. I I just think that they're gonna like just work the Colts. Um, I don't know if that's like a popular opinion or not, but they're they're four and a half point favorites. Like I already have have money on them covering. I think that they're um, in a really good spot at home, playing really well lately. Um, so I feel like I'm leaning that way. Um, I do think that luck will come at a bit of an ownership discount based on last week's performance. And I don't hate playing him in cash either, just because obviously the attempts are are going to be there with him. Um, but like you said, you can you can really tell yourself a story to get on any of these guys. I think their floors are all pretty similar. I just think that maybe Watson has a bit of a higher ceiling um, than the, than the rest of these these guys in this range, uh, mostly because of his rushing. I mean, he he's rushed for at least 30 yards in three of his last four games um, added a rushing score a couple weeks ago. So you're looking at like, you know, at least a few points right off the bat that say like a, a couple of these other guys won't really, uh, won't really provide for you. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it definitely seems healthy. And that's, uh, I think that was the big thing. I mean, we know yeah. a few weeks ago, like he couldn't even take the plane because he was so injured. Um, right. Which is insane. <laughs> right. Like that's like to be that nuts. injured is incredible to me. Uh, obviously still playing. And yeah, I, I like Watson. I'm a little concerned that the game disappoints us and it ends up like going under. Um, you know, obviously this was like a, a total, total shootout the first time through, but we know that like division opponents second time through, usually the scoring isn't as, isn't as good. Yeah. Uh, the bet tool over at the Quan edge has this, total set at 44.6. Um, so a, a pretty huge discrepancy from the posted total of 49. So I'm a little concerned about that. But yeah, I think I think the rushing probably mitigates some of those uh, issues that you may encounter with touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I am just like all in on Rodgers this week. And Whoa. yeah, Whoa. shocking. Shocking take for me because I am usually the Rodgers hater. I, I well, honestly he's wish, done moping now because he got rid of McCarthy, right? Right. And I, I honestly <laughs> wish that Lamarck was here so that he could hear me talking good things about Rod. But you know what? He's not here. So I'm going to say nice things. Um, I just want to be balls deep into Aaron Rodgers this week. Like wow. he is <laughs> he is going to blow up. Like, first of all, like even if you just disregard the McCarthy stuff, like the matchup is is mint. It's the Falcons. They're terrible against the pass. They've been bad all year. Like they have a good offense, so they force you to score more points. It's really always a, a you know a great spot for you when you're facing Falcons. But now factor in McCarthy being gone. Who like 
I don't think it could be overstated just how poor of an offensive game plan Mike McCarthy was putting out every week. Like they're constantly throwing outside the numbers, constantly uh, like just disregarding the Aaron Jones at running back, like constantly not motioning, constantly not using play action. Like it's just egregious. And uh, all the reports you hear say that this relationship really wasn't any good. So I feel like now that he's gone, it's, it's Joe Philbin's show. Joe Philbin was the OC during a lot of Rogers' really good years earlier in his career, and now he's going to get to call the plays too. Uh, I feel like that's going to just lead to Rogers calling a lot more plays. Yeah. Which you know we see what's happening with that with Ben Roethlisberger right now. Um, so I, I feel as though Rogers is just going to have a monster week. I know that the models don't necessarily agree. Like a lot of models probably have him as like a top play, but not the top play. But uh, I am just not going to fade Rodgers this week. I'm going to play him in cash if I can get him, which I should because he's only 6K. And uh, I think in tournaments, I still want him. <laughs> like I, yeah. I just think that a total FU, I'm still the guy game is coming from Rodgers. And uh, this is me living on narrative street, but I don't care. Yeah, in in my model on labs for QBs right now, he's third. And it's probably... He probably would be first because it skews kind of towards uh, like rushing, rushing QBs and Cam and Watson are ahead of him. So I, I definitely agree with you. I think that that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, I've been standing hard for Jameis, but like I'm just not going to pay 200 more for Jameis when yeah. Rodgers is in like equally, if not better spot. Equally, if yeah. not better spot. Um, all right. To stay on brand, I have to ask you this. Mark Sanchez oh, is the stone cold minimum, Jones. 4K. Any chance that if you're making 150 lineups, does he at least make one this week? I mean, if if he's making if I'm making 150 lineups, then I probably have at least one of everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> and I, like I ne- I don't make 150 lineups like I I tried to do the mini max thing in the beginning of the year and it like it drove me nuts because yeah, I, I always guy. yeah like I always I always build my lineups by hand so like 150 lineups by hand is like literally the eighth circle of hell yeah so I, I really wouldn't want to do that um, the only reason I'm considering like a small dose of him is because Collins is out um, and obviously Collins is one of the, their biggest playmakers. So it wouldn't shock me if like, I don't know, two big plays, like a couple guys get loose during the game and, you know, he puts up, what does he need? 19 points. Like yeah, if he goes, yeah if he, gets you tw- yeah, if he gets you 20 points in a tournament and you stack him with the right guy, like you're pretty much just going to have all studs in your lineup. So if the studs right, go yeah. off, you, you smash. Yeah, you have every you have anybody else that you want. If you do that, I, it, there's a zero percent chance I would ever consider him in a, a cash setting. Obviously, um, but yeah, I mean, in tournaments, like if you if you feel confident with who to stack him with, then absolutely, I think uh, there's very little that he can do to really like completely screw you because of what he affords you elsewhere. Yeah, the, the, the main reason I'm not going to play him is honestly the stacking mm-hmm. because I have no idea every single week who is going to actually score points in this offense. Right. Like, Which is fair. Right. Like that, but the price is very, very tasty for the Sanchez. Uh, I mean, he's also Mark Sanchez. Like, he's just a woke. 
And like as a Giants fan, like you know, you know the Giants are losing this game this week. One thousand percent. Like when have the Giants ever beaten a backup quarterback? Never. Uh, never it doesn't actually. happen. They're actually My oh dad. if we look at Amico Labs, uh, <laughs> we'll see that the Giants are oh and hundred and fifty two against backup my dad has been saying this since I've been alive. Like every time, every time there's a backup quarterback, he'll bring up some like somebody in like the eighties, some backup QB that like beat the giants that he's like still pissed about. All right. Well, the chat is begging for us to not talk about Mark Sanchez anymore. So I'm going to respect the chat's wishes here. Fair. Uh, what are there any other quarterbacks that we haven't talked about yet that you're considering? I feel like again, like on a full slate, uh, like there's always going to be a lot of plays that seem pal- palatable, but you really just have to like take stands. Yeah, I think you, I think I definitely agree with that. Um, the only interesting thing that I saw as I was starting to do the, uh, my article for this week, like Matt Ryan hasn't been this cheap in like three years. And so I, I dug in a little bit and I was looking at his, at the, uh, like Atlanta splits, on the road this year and they've been like awful. They've been six points worse um, as far as like point differential this year. Um, and he, he has 10 more pass attempts per game uh, when they're on the road because they've been behind so much. And if we think that Rogers is going to smash, we know that the Falcons can sort of put up some points every once in a while when they, you know, show up and whatever else. But um, 50 just for those like, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, he, he outscored his salary this week just because it's so cheap. Yeah, definitely like that price. Uh, if you look at the betting information on La- on uh, Action Network, uh, 80% of the tickets are on the over and 96% of the money in the early going oh, this week. So the, to- the total is up to 50 and a half already. Like everyone thinks this game's going to be a shootout. I certainly think sh- so. You know, I'm touting Rodgers. So like I think that being on the other side of this game with Ryan makes a lot of sense. I'm like positive that Ryan's going to be like half his own as Rogers. So I think, uh, yeah, for sure. The Ryan Julio stacks will certainly be lit this weekend. The, the, the green Bay corners are still not very good. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, move on to running back where we don't have Todd Gurley. Rams are in prime time as, uh, as they well should be. I mean, I have no, I have no complaints. Um, but we do have a $9,300 Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Zeke, Baquan, Kamara, they're all over 8K as well. Who's your favorite of this bunch? And do you think one of these backs are going to be necessary this week in cash? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is probably like a similar situation to the, um, you know, the, uh, how we're looking at the top end quarterbacks this, this week. Sure. Um, I don't really think that you... Uh, could tell me a story to say like, Oh, I'm definitely like full fading any of these guys. Um, McCaffrey is like legitimately the perfect running back from like a a production standpoint, just, just because it's so his production profile is like so flat that like you can, you can bank on some yards from on the ground, some receiving yards, some receptions. And now he's scoring touchdowns like crazy. Like, He's scored, um, what, 10 of his 11 touchdowns have come since week eight. So you're looking at a guy who's finally finding the end zone, and that was the only knock for him, right? Um, And I think heading into last week, he was like, he would have been wide receiver like 18 or 19 just on his receiving alone. 
so 9,300, I think, kind of makes sense with no Gurley on the slate this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can fit him in cash for sure, because we're going to talk about uh, like a trio of running backs in a minute that are super cheap, that are all worth um, that are all worth consideration in cash. So I think you could definitely get up to him um, if you want to. And I mean, we've seen his ceiling. He went off for like, what, 52 points or something ridiculous a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. So why not? Um, Saquon is still like the most game script independent running back that we've seen in a long time. Um, he's going to be involved no matter what. And I think Zeke is in a great spot um, as well. So, yeah, I, I'm if I had to say like I'm a little lower, it would be Kamara. I think if it's a if it's a sloppy game, maybe it turns into a little bit more of an Ingram game. Um, but that remains to be seen. Like I just feel more confident about the top three and Kamara. Yeah, so I actually i I feel like the I feel like Kamara is the best. Kamara, Kamara. I just I, I'd say different every time I'm here. He is to, is to me like the best tournament play of this group because I, I really do think that most of the ownership is going to get sucked to the top three guys. Yeah. Uh, and the Bucks are just terrible. Like they've given up on average over 150 total yards to running backs. You know, just dating back to like week eight. Like they've just been a, a disaster against running backs. And yeah, I guess the weather maybe will be a factor, but I just feel like Kamara has like so much upside week to week. And uh, now he's facing like just the best, in my opinion, the best matchup for opposing running backs in the whole league. So I am super, super leaning on Kamara in tournaments. In cash, it's really tough because I think that all four of these guys could be the right play, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of teams this week where like people pay down at two running backs and they only pick one of these guys, and like who you pick is going to be the difference. I think if I had to pick one which I think we all will. I think if we're playing cash as we were picking one, I'm going with Barkley just because I think he's the perfect blend of everything. Um, the receiving work is almost identical to McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And the Redskins are terrible against the run. I mean, not to be like super on team watch the games, but like the Eagles were just dicing up Washington the other day. And, uh, yeah. you know, a little shorter week for them. Washington granted is at home, but like I just feel like Barkley's in such a stride, they're going to keep giving him the ball and all that stuff. Uh, and I think Zeke would be second for me here uh, just because his receiving work has picked up exorbitantly since the bye. Like, uh, the only guy with more targets in the team than him is Amari Cooper right? uh, since yeah. the bye. So he has just like been really, really good. So uh, I like Zeke as well. But I think I, I would rank it Barkley 1, Zeke 2, and then in tournaments, I'm going with Camaro. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he hasn't been under five targets since like Halloween. So before Halloween, actually. Well, so speaking, that makes sense. Speaking of trick or treat, I think Lamarck is with us. <laughs> there he is. Hello, gentlemen. Just What's in up? time for defenses. Welcome. Defenses. <laughs> I'm, I'm signing off if that's the case. <laughs> no, we need you to break down all 26 uh, defenses for us real quick. Okay, no problem. No problem. Uh, so, Matt, we were just talking. I don't know how much of it you heard. We were just talking about this top-tier running backs, McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon, Kamara. Uh, do you have a preference there before we move on? I mean, they're they're all good plays, and it's super tight, right? Like, whichever one you choose, I don't think any of them has a, a tremendously higher ceiling than the rest. 
I don't think any of them have a tremendously lower floor than the rest. Uh, I, I did hear your take on Kamara and I agree. Like, I think that he will probably be the lowest owned of this group, uh, which makes him intriguing for tournaments, especially considering his matchup. I might lean on Zeke as my favorite in this tier. Uh, Philadelphia has just been bludgeoned by the run recently. And we know that Dallas's MO is to get him the ball as much as possible. So uh, I may lean on Zeke. They're three and a half point favorites here, but I really don't think you can go wrong with any of them. All right. Well, let's get down to the next one because I think this is really what's going to determine the slate this week. Uh, on the other side of the salary scale, we have some really appetizing value options. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson is going to start without Matt Breida for the Niners. Uh, Jalen Samuels is expected to at least lead a committee in Pittsburgh with James Conner out. Uh, if Melvin Gordon misses again, Justin Jackson uh, you know, is going to be a huge favorite. He kind of stole the show in the second half on Sunday night. And uh, Isaiah Crowell, Crowell basically bitched his way to uh, 21 carries and five targets last week. <laughs> uh, through the media. So and he's still under 4K. Uh, Jones, how are you approaching this group of players? Uh, how much value is too much value? Like a- any thoughts here just on like at what point we're giving up too much ceiling with the value guys versus the top end guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i having a hard time in general sort of sorting through this. My, my initial thought is that uh, I I want to believe in Jeff Wilson. I think that he makes a lot of sense at this price, just because I think there's not um, there's not really the questions that the other guys have. Like you you talk about Jalen Samuel, like they're saying it's going to be a committee, and if they run away with the game, they're favored by 11 points right now over Oakland. If they run away with the game, is it you know is it more of a Ridley game than? Uh, Samuel's game. That's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, the Chargers coaches are saying that Eckler's wearing down and he's a special teams guy and whatever, but like they've been using him. So like maybe they're just full of crap, but I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't really want those questions. Um, so I feel like my, my lean is towards Wilson right now. Um, but I think I'm just a sucker for like these value running backs. So I'm probably going to pick two of them and just pay up a wide receiver like I do every week and just pay the rake. So that's <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's been my MO lately. So I feel like why why switch what's not working, you know? <laughs> uh, LaMarca, what do you think? I agree with Jones 100% that out of this trio of guys, I think the best case scenario for Wilson is higher than the best case scenario for the other two. Like if everything goes right for San Francisco and they make this a game against Denver, he has a chance to dominate the touches out of the backfield. I really don't see that being the case with the other two guys. Like Samuel really does kind of scare me this week. I know he looked good last week. He's looked good in limited opportunities, but Steven Ridley isn't going away. Like he's going to get touches. And that is a factor for me. The fact that he might catch passes out of the backfield helps, but when they get near the goal line, like I don't know if it's going to be him. I don't know if it's going to be Ridley. Plus, we've got to worry about the fact that the Steelers just have been trash on the road all season. So that's a concern for me. Justin Jackson, I, I think, might be like my favorite tournament option of the three. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that Wilson has the highest ceiling and maybe the safest floor as well. So 
again, like I do worry that San Francisco keeps that game with Denver competitive, but I like his grip on the workload a little bit more than the other two guys. Yeah. yeah I mean, just for reference last week, uh, Wilson really, I mean, and granted this is with Alfred Morris inactive. You'd imagine that Morris will be active this week, uh, but 15 carries, uh, also had nine targets against Seattle. So the target load, I think, is really what attracts me the most. Like, even if Morris takes a few carries away, um, I would imagine that Wilson is certainly going to see all the receiving work because Morris really hasn't done much of anything all year as a pass catcher. So, yeah, I mean, I think Wilson has the least amount of questions, like you guys have said. I, like... I just feel you like love Jalen Samuels. Yeah, I just yeah. love Jalen Samuels, but I feel like <laughs> I, I really do feel like how what happens with him in like the first series like changes the whole slate because I I do think that if he looks really good early and like Ridley comes out on his series and is just booty, which I feel like is very likely to happen, um, <laughs> like Samuels could get the whole game at that point, you know, and then and then we're talking about a guy who is playing in a, a you know a good offense with, you know, three down plus goal line type of potential. And that's that's always good. Right. Uh, Samuels was, like, super productive as a receiver and as a touchdown scorer. So, like, I, I don't think – he's 225 pounds. Like, I don't think it's a stone lock that if Pittsburgh is on the goal line that that carry goes to Stephon Rid- uh, Stephen Ridley. Um, but it's obviously not a guarantee that he gets it either. So, like, I, I feel like – the, the Samuels being so up in the air is going to be something I'm going to play with kind of all week. I know, Matt, that you are on team fade Pittsburgh on the road. Like, we're definitely on Oakland for laying the yep. points. We'll give you a preview, listeners. <laughs> I've um, already met it. Teaser. <laughs> Professional broadcasters over here. But, uh, like, maybe if the game is closer, though, they throw a little more to Samuels, too. So, uh, I, I think that, like... Jackson is basically in the exact opposite spot. Like Eckler is going to see all the receiving work, but Jackson could see most of the first and second down work. So I, I think Wilson is a lock. I think you want to play one of the top studs and then you're just going to filter out through the rest of the news, kind of how you feel and see if you want to pay up for that next running back. I mean, it's going to come down to really what you want to do with like your third receiver spot and your tight end. And we're going to talk about that obviously uh, during the week. Um, let's talk about some other plays here. Uh, David Johnson was someone that popped to me. He's only 6,500 this week. Uh, only a three point dog right now, depending on the book you're looking at at home against Detroit. I mean, in LaMarca, am I, am I insane for, for loving DJ at this price? Um, I, I, I vividly recall loving Todd Gurley last week and you telling me not to play him because Detroit is good against running backs. I didn't but think now not to play him. I said McCaffrey was a better play. <laughs> okay. I, I guess they both had about the same amount of points. Um, I, I feel I feel your love for David Johnson. Like, I know you want him to be a thing. I just don't understand why we aren't just jamming in Philip Lindsay every single week. Uh, I mean, we could talk about that. I mean, Lindsay's only $200 cheaper, uh, is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, I think it's actually come down a little bit, but... Uh, Four-point favorite, maybe, um, yeah. coming off a big week. I mean, you can sell me on Philip Lindsay. He's not going to catch any passes. But Like, uh, Philip Lindsay should be, like, at least 7,500 at this point. He's had 20 DraftKings points in four of his fa- past five weeks. He just crushes. He's so good. I don't understand it. I'm <laughs> I'm, locked. I'm playing Philip Lindsay this week in the three-man, and there's nothing <laughs> can stop me. 
Well, hopefully this works out as well as Andrew Luck last week. I can just wrap up. Oh yeah, that was that was a. I'm still heartbroken about that game. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> if you told defense, me all of a sudden elite again. If you told me that the the Colts were going to hold the Jaguars to six points, I would have literally bet not only every dollar that I had. I probably would have sold my car <laughs> in anticipation of buying like a brand new one the following week. Uh, I would have taken out loans from people that I know. I might have robbed some places, honestly. <laughs> I would have got the ski mask out, and it would all went on the on the Colts minus four. But just for, for the first time all season, the Colts decided to take the week off on offense. So, uh, Jones, thoughts on uh, Lindsey versus DJ? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> I don't know. I, I definitely, I definitely see the argument. I'm like, I'm just such a sucker for DJ. Like you can, even in the beginning of the year, I was like, no, like Mike McCoy is going to figure it out. Like David Johnson's <laughs> really good. Like it's fine. Everything's okay. Um, and he was sort of buoyed by touchdowns in the beginning when he wasn't getting the usage. And now he's getting a little bit more usage, but not really like doing what we had anticipated. Um, I don't know. Like, he he definitely scares me. Like it wouldn't shock me if Arizona just laid an egg. I think the Denver game is going to be um, like I just think there's there's more ways for Lindsay to succeed than for DJ um, to really hit their ceilings at least. So um, yeah, I think I probably lean Lindsay in that situation. Okay, I've been uh, I've been outwagered here. I will be playing DJ though in in the in the listener this week. So All right. listeners. If you wanna, if you wanna split the top prize with me, you can also play David Johnson. <laughs> um, I, like again, I, I feel like there are some other plays here to discuss, but they're not really tightly priced. Um, one guy that's already been mentioned in the chat tonight is Nick Chubb. Uh, Michael Dubner in the chat has mentioned that uh, he's projected as the best value and uh, third highest raw play on Fanduel, uh, but obviously he'd be a good play on DK as well. Um, on what duel? What is uh, that? Fan duel. <laughs> fan duel. Oh. Oh. Um, so Nick Chubb is a guy that I that I think is certainly in play. Like he's been a real workhorse. Yep. Uh, the issue on DK is just that like he's priced above DJ and Lindsay, the two guys we we're just talking about. Um, so I guess that could be a deterrent. But if the game ends up being really close and it's only a two point spread right now, uh, I could certainly get behind Chubb as a tournament play. Uh, LaMarca, who are some of the guys maybe that you're looking at that we haven't talked about? Aaron Jones. Yep. I think it's a good time to go back to the well on him. Uh, he wasn't terrible last week. Like he did find the end zone, but it was definitely like Aaron Jones week, quote unquote. I think people were really all in on him and Green Bay just laid a complete egg. I'm expecting the Packers to, uh, be really motivated after firing Mike McCoy. So I think that this is a nice spot to, to buy back in on him. Yeah, Mike McCarthy, but yeah, you missed my. I gave a lot of love. <laughs> I do that all the time. I gave a lot of love to Rogers before. <laughs> They're both as shitty as each other, it. so it's fine. Uh, I am sad that I missed it. Luckily, yeah. I do edit the show, so I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I almost I fell over when he said it, so <laughs> I will get to relive that take. Uh, Jones, other guys that you like this week. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned I agree with you on on Kamara, but I I mentioned before, like I could see this going towards like an Ingram game um, if it does get sloppy. And I feel like I don't know. I don't see the Saints like laying an egg again. 
<laughs> like they did in Dallas uh, against Dallas. So I could see it being an Ingram game and him just like hammering them. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm curious your guys take on like, obviously it's a tough matchup, but like going back to where, who was like super popular last week and then Gus Edwards too. Like, do you guys have any interest in either of those two guys? I'm I won't a, play. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Anthony. No, it's okay. I was going to say I'm a hard pass on both. So Lamar can okay. go. Fair. Yeah, I can't play Edwards just because he doesn't catch passes. I, yeah. You know, if you were to venture over to FanDuel, hey. I think he's more more uh, appealing over there. But right. like I had this, I had this dilemma in the FFPC the past couple of weeks. Like, even if his if he can guarantee you a hundred rushing yards, that's still only ten points. Or, you know, whatever with the bonus on DraftKings, like, because his he doesn't, he won't catch a single pass. So, yeah, he needs to score twice, which I guess is possible, but uh, I just don't find it particularly likely. And then, like, in the in the chat right now, we have a question from my season long team um, about Tevin Coleman. So, if you guys could tell me if I should play Tevin Coleman or not, that'd be great. Too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, whoever this guy is, tell him to do it in the Twitch chat to follow and to subscribe. I mean, what no, are you I'm doing? kidding. It's my, yeah, he's guy. asking for his own season long team, Anthony. Oh, who, who is this? <laughs> Tevin Coleman. Jones wants to know if he should play Tevin, Tevin Coleman. What, what's the outlook here? I feel like the ceiling is there and the floor is just non-existent, right? Like I got off Coleman last week, thank God. And it got me into the playoffs, but like, I don't know, 4,400. Like if we think this game shoots out, wouldn't you, think that Coleman could make some sense in a tournament at like really low ownership. Uh, I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a sharp call. Like last week was clearly not a Tevin Coleman spot. Right. This week could be, although playing in Lambo, obviously not ideal. I'd like it better if they were in the dome. Right. All right. All right. Well, there you go. I don't really have a Tevin Coleman take. I get, I, I he just hasn't seen a lot of work. Like I, I don't know what to make of the Falcons on offense when they're not throwing the ball <laughs> okay. and they Fair. should just always throw the ball. That's a fair point. I, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, before moving to receiver, we just want to challenge you guys, as always, to get into the Listener League this week. Just $5 to enter, 40-man field. Uh, we've done a really good job of filling it. You've done a really good job of taking our money. Um, <laughs> link, obviously, yep. can be found on Twitter. can be found in the YouTube uh, description. So make sure you get into the Listener League. A couple people tweet, uh, tweeted at me last week asking for the link, so that was a good sign. People want to be in. So get in. And uh, I'm making it right now. Yeah. We'll hashtag make it bigger. Yeah, and then we can hashtag make it bigger. I mean, you know, maybe we can beat a 10K <laughs> one day. This is the second best, uh, second best league on fan to, on DraftKings. <laughs> yeah, because you pay the rate. <laughs> we, right, there is right, a rate, there is we rate pay but we you. pay it for you. <laughs> so it's, I think I think me and Amico were like bottom like bottom five last week. I don't know where Lamarck ended up, but probably right there with you. I didn't have a good week. We're I have uh, cashed in this thing at least. This is true. And my my dad has cashed twice, so it can be done, guys. Just <laughs> apparently not for the three of us. I mean, no joke, though. The Listener League is harder to cash in than... turn. Like, I cashed in a, 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 every tournament last week that I played except the Listener League. Like, <laughs> so the Listener, Listener League Leagues are weird because it's, you know, it's a little bit of a, like an echo chamber kind of thing going on. So it's yeah, interesting to see how... DJ this out. week. Well, that would be great. I'm definitely cashing then. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, let's move on to receiver where uh, the big injury news of the week. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Geek is Manny Sanders out for the year with the torn Achilles. I think we're all Manny Sanders fans at heart, so that definitely sucks. But uh, Cortland Sutton is only 4500 uh, meanwhile, it sounds like Deshaun Jackson has a pretty good chance to miss. Sounds like they might just shut him down for the year. Uh, Godwin and Adam Humphreys are both 4,900. Uh, so, LaMarca, who do you like the most out of those three receivers? And are you giving consideration to playing uh, two of these guys in cash? Yeah, I think you definitely can. Uh, I probably like the route of going one value receiver, one value running back, and then paying up at the other positions. Uh, as opposed to doing two at either particular one. And I think my favorite receiver value has to be Cortland Sutton. Um, San Francisco is just not good defensively, and Sutton has a potential now to command a pretty massive target share. Plus, I think he's legitimately talented. Like, the Tampa guys are, are good too, but I don't think any of them is on the same level as Cortland Sutton. So uh, I would play him. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with Godwin against new orleans like it's definitely a great matchup but i think for cash games at least sutton's my favorite of the trio jones thoughts yeah i i agree i'm definitely uh definitely on team sutton i think for like for cash purposes i feel like i'm kind of leaning towards godwin um but i think for tournaments i'm probably going to try to get a little bit more Humphreys. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit lower owned uh, than Godwin is, even though I like, I don't think their projections are that like dissimilar. Like they're, they're going to see similar number of targets and they probably have a similar touchdown expectation. So I feel like in tournaments, like Humphreys just makes more sense because it's, it's less ownership that you have to eat. That's a good point. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Chris Godwin stand, so I'll probably never play Adam Humphreys over him, but at least with DJX out. But yeah, I mean, I do agree that Sutton is the best value. Uh, like you said, huge target upside. I do kind of think that game ends up being a little close. Uh, they're going to have to throw at least a little bit. Um, and I do also agree that Sutton is good. I mean, the only the only concern would just be like if San Francisco is just like, Richard Sherman cover Court and Sutton all game because Sherman has been good, but the Niners really haven't done that. So I think that they'll be able to move Sutton around and get him open. Um, and obviously $400 cheaper than the other two guys, which I think certainly matters. Um, let's talk about the not the top of the salary scale because I don't, I don't really like those guys from like a points per dollar standpoint. Like certainly, you know, Adams, Michael Thomas, like those guys are always good plays. But I think like if we're looking for like cash viable, really good point per dollar plays, it's in that next tier. Uh, we have Julio, we have Hopkins, we have Keenan Allen. Uh, Jones, who would you say like the most out of this group in a cash setting and then uh, also in a tournament setting? Because I, I think that this is a really good tier this week. That yeah, I mean, I think you could definitely um, I'll probably be locking in Allen. Um, what do you see? Like 
Did you see 19, 19 targets. targets last week? Yeah, 19 yeah. targets. Or am I making that? It is 19, right? I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I thought it was 19. Like, that's insane. Um, he, I think they're going to, we mentioned it before. I think this is going to be like a very easy cover for the Chargers. Um, and I think that Keenan Allen is going to help get them there. So why, like, why not um, just lock him in? 7,400 is way too cheap for the way that they use him like it it this price makes like little to no sense to me so um keenan allen is probably going to be in like at least i don't know three quarters of the lineups that i build this week well mark do you feel as uh passionate here about keenan allen as jones does yeah like i don't know how you can <laughs> <laughs> the, the keenan allen second half trends are just so real it's one of those things that makes no sense but when you think about it it makes all the sense in the world. Like he's just a second half guy. Uh, love the matchup, obviously. Love the price tag. Like I'm not sure why this guy isn't, you know, 8K plus. Uh, so I'm going to take advantage. Like I'm, I'm obviously playing him in cash games. His floor at 7,400 is just too good. Uh, but I think you can still play him in tournaments despite the fact that he's going to maybe be the highest known player on the slate. Yeah, my article this week at Action Network was about uh... – was about Keenan Allen and, and this matchup. I mean, the Bengals are just terrible, terrible, terrible defensive team. And uh, their linebackers are all really bad at covering, which is just like the sweet spot for Keenan Allen. Like the Bengals have the perfect combination on defense of trying to get to the quarterback like at a top five rate, but somehow getting there at a bottom five rate. So like they're just getting killed with like these quick passes off blitzes. And uh, that's a Keenan Allen specialty. So I'm definitely with you guys on that. Um, I still, I really ideally would like to get two of these guys in, though, this week. I mean, uh, Hopkins, obviously. Very easy to do. Yeah, very easy. Like, Hopkins yeah. is seeing a ton of volume with Fuller out. I know that it hurts, you know, the lack of Fuller has hurt the efficiency. But, like, you know, over 30% of the targets, getting a ton of work. And Julio against Green Bay, like, I just... I know the playoff game maybe is just like hanging into my mind a little too long, but I feel like Julio could just go off in this game. Uh, so I'd really like to get one of those guys in my lineup as well. Like I'm, I'm kind of considering like, especially since we don't have like a low, you know, depending on what you think of Camara as like a cash option. Like we don't really have a running back in that salary area that's cash viable. So like I am considering flexing like Julio or Hopkins this week in cash. Uh, as like a supplement for that kind of price tier. So I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll probably play three running backs. Yeah, like I was going to say, it's, <laughs> it feels like a three running back week to me, but that doesn't mean that you can't still put two of these wide receivers at, you know, the wide receiver spot. They're cheap enough. It doesn't matter. All right, LaMarco, who's your favorite play over 6K this week at receiver? Excluding the guys we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, excluding obviously. the guys we talked about. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go all the way up. I, I kind of like the top oh. of the salary tier a little bit more than you do. Uh, I like Michael Thomas at 8,600. Like, I think that that's just a little bit too cheap considering what he's done this season. And he has a great matchup against Tampa Bay who hasn't stopped anything basically all season. So I'm expecting another, you know, 10 catch close to 100 yard type performance from him. And then it just comes down to whether or not he gets into the end zone once. So I think it's a great spot for Michael Thomas. And the fact that some of these other guys are, you know, cheaper than him 
could could result in slightly lower ownership. So I think he's uh, excellent for tournaments. But I think you can play him in cash too, to be honest. Jones, what do you think? 6K and above? Yeah, uh, I mean... I have I have Thomas Hill and Hopkins on like my most important league, so I'm sure that they're all just going to shit the bed this weekend. Um, but I, I agree. I think Michael Thomas, like in a vacuum, like the matchup and everything else, I think um, it wouldn't shock me if he just went like completely off and you know had a what was it a few weeks ago where he just you know breaks off like the 75 yard touchdown at the end to like completely break the slate. So um, yeah, I think I think Thomas is probably my guy. I mean, if I'm going all the way up, I'm obviously going for the Rodgers correlation with, with Adams. Um, Look like, at you just loving on Aaron Rodgers tonight. This is so, this is like bizarro world. I don't know what I don't know what to make of all this. I'm just I broke to, him down. I'm just trying to be it's on the right side of history this week. You know, like, it's taken a decade, but I've broken him down. <laughs> He's a Rodgers fanboy now. No, I refuse to let that be the narrative. <laughs> but if he wins me like a million dollars this week, like sure, I'll I buy an Aaron Rodgers. Jersey. I buy an Aaron Rodgers bed or something like that. Bed set. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going to stick in the 6K area, though, and I think that uh, Kenny Galladay is probably going to go overlooked. Um, certainly, he's going to see a, a good bit of Patrick Peterson this week. I'm positive that the, the Cardinals will employ a similar game plan to the Rams, which is, you know, if we take out Kenny Galladay, we win the game. Um, but good I still. Strategy. Very good strategy, right? But I still think that Galladay is going to command targets. Like, he still had eight targets last week. Uh, still is going to end up playing a decent amount of snaps in the slot. The team will move him around. And uh, that's how you avoid Patrick Peterson. So I, I don't think it takes, you know, if he plays 50% of his snaps on the outside this week and 50% inside, like, he could still have a pretty good week. Um, Galladay on the season has played about 30% of his snaps in the slot. But I think that that's like, I think that's enough to still end up having like a decent week. Uh, we've seen other guys play the Cardinals and have big weeks. Um, and they've done it, you know, away from Peterson. Peterson's only given up like, I think like 280 yards and two touchdowns all year. Like he's been a, he's been a monster, but, uh, I think he's going to avoid him enough or I think he at least has a chance to, to, uh, pay off this price tag with the volume that he's going to see. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Uh, Lamarca, we're going to kick it right back to you to look at plays under 6K. Who do you like there? Under 6K. Well, we've talked about a lot of value guys that I think are legitimate options. Uh, I'm going to go with like a deep tournament play that kind of has caught my eye, which is Mohamed Sanu. Like uh, we've got Calvin Ridley kind of dealing with an injury. Uh, He's been limited at practice. I know he's been limited at practice a bunch this season and it really hasn't affected his playing time, but Sanu is interesting to me at 4,300. Like we know that he has upside when he gets targets. He's had, you know, hundred yard touchdown type games. So I think at 4,300, he's going to be, you know, unowned, right? Like there are just too many other receiver plays in this price point that are much more obvious plays that are going to command the ownership. So He's kind of intriguing to me, I think, if you want like a, a tournament pivot away from some of the ch- chalkier uh, value options. Yeah, I think that's a really good call, actually. like uh, We talk all the time about playing like the low-owned receivers in the high-scoring games. Uh, Sanu definitely fits that bill. Uh, Jones, what do you think? Under 6K. I mean, are we just going to like ignore the guy at $4,000 that had 11 targets last week? Is that a thing we're going to do? 
Who's uh, that? Curtis Samuel. Come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Easy game. Just play Curtis Samuel and win all the money. Like, don't play uh, what's his face. I can't think of his name right now. Don't play the tight end. DJ Moore. No, 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 the tight end, <laughs> the, the backup tight end. Oh, uh, what yeah, I, I know you're talking about the rookie. Yeah. Don't yeah. play him. Play Curtis Samuel because he's $4,000 and he saw 11 targets last week and they're playing Cleveland and he's going to have a nice little game in the middle there. So that's, that's my guy. Yeah. I mean, if you watched the game last week or if you followed any of the reports, like the the Cam Newton shoulder issue seems to be pretty serious. Had like the luck-esque removal from the game for the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, so Samuel being like a low dot target in the offense, I think definitely uh, is appealing. Uh, certainly still not going to be owned, even though he had all those targets last week. So uh, I actually really like that call. Um, Thank you. I do too, actually, Mr. Jones. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. I like Curtis Samuel. I'm I'm Team Samuel. Like, I've like I, wanted I, him to be a thing. So, yeah, this is this is good. Good at football, Curtis Samuel. Yes, officially a friend of the show now because we all. Like him. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think you guys mentioned like two of the better plays. Uh, I mean, I'm going to cheat here and go right at 6K and say Josh Gordon. Um, just because Xavier Howard is probably not going to play this week, it seems like. And I feel like Gordon hasn't had, like we were talking about this last week, I think, with uh, like season long, but like Gordon hasn't had like the total blow up game yet on New England. He's been actually like decently consistent with some good games, but he hasn't had a total blow up spot. And I feel like uh, we know that New England struggles in Miami. Like I'm sure this game is going to end up being close. And as a result, like they could be throwing to Gordon a little bit more than we expect. So, you know, over 100 yards and a touchdown, certainly feasible. Yeah. I'm fading that pick hard. All right. I just don't see, I just, <laughs> I just don't see the target upside for him. Like, I know he had 12 a couple of weeks ago in a game where they were getting housed by the Tennessee Titans. But other than that, like, I, he's just, he's just not a target type of guy. Like, New England spreads it out too much. I mean, listen, it's tough to follow up the guy who who had 11 targets last week. <laughs> it's hard to follow that up and forget. Uh, Corey P. in the chat asks, uh, after two Thursday duds for the Breeze, Kamara, Michael Thomas stack, we have to go back. Uh, well, yes. Yes, if we should go back, basically. Uh, Jones, I love thoughts? It. Okay, we'll go to you, little Marco. What do you think? I'm sorry for jumping in. I couldn't contain myself. Clearly. I love it. I think, I think New Orleans... Uh, as a really good buy low candidate this week. Jones? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, like, Here we who's going to tell you not to Hedge play the Matt Saints? Jones, here it comes. No, like, who's <laughs> going to say, like, no, don't play the Saints? Like, they're, they were, they were awful last week, and that's not a thing that's going to keep happening. So, if that even suppresses ownership a little bit, like, that's, the, that's the move. It's so. the GOAT matchup, and I guarantee these guys are going to have suppressed ownership. But just just swap out Ingram for Kamara. No, stop. Stop yeah, there's Ingram no, nonsense. There's no correlation with Breeze and Ingram. The point is the point is that, like, when Breeze <clears throat> has been throwing touchdowns for the last, like, three weeks, it's been to effing Keith, Keith Kirkwood and Dan <laughs> Arnold instead of Michael <laughs> Thomas. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Dan Arnold, wasn't he uh, that? Isn't he an actor? And uh, <laughs> I don't know, that's Kevin Arnold. <laughs> Tom Arnold? Like, Tom, Tom Arnold. That's Tom Arnold. Right. Tom Arnold yeah. hey I think he's Arnold. dead, right? Like, where does Tom Arnold's dead? 
I don't know. He was married to Roseanne, right? That's the guy you're talking about? Yes, yes. Yeah. That's who I'm talking about. No, he's definitely not dead. Though. Never mind. <laughs> but he... <laughs> But he was he was married to Roseanne. One of the two things I just said are true. He was definitely married to Roseanne. I can confirm that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously with this. I think that this is a great stack. Uh, yeah. We'll consider for sure. Yeah. Just Ingram instead. Just Let's stop. stop. <laughs> Let's move over to tight end uh, where it's, you know, at the top, it's pretty much Kelsey or Ertz. Uh, Lamarca interest here in one of the stud tight ends. I mean, Kelsey... Again, like similar to Mahomes, you see a price decrease despite smashing uh, because of the matchup. And then we have Ertz, who is uh, probably appropriately priced at 6400 Do you have preference here, and, and are you looking to make this a cash play? I 100% want to pay up for one of these two guys at tight end. Like There are no sure things at tight end except for these two guys right now. Um, I probably prefer Ertz given the matchup, but Dallas has been just as good as Baltimore on the defensive side recently as well. I actually think a really interesting idea would be playing both of them in tournaments together. Yep. Yeah. Like nobody's going to do that, but if these guys were wide receivers and they were priced at 6,700 and 6,400, we'd be talking about them as big values, right? Like they probably deserve to be in that Keenan Allen tier we talked about, but they're not. So, like, play one at tight end and one at flex, and I think that's a really, really interesting tournament team. Jones, thoughts? Took the words right out of my mouth. Like, would you rather play these two guys or, like, Galladay and Hilton? Like, give me a break. It, it's The touchdown expectation is through the roof, obviously, for Kelsey. He had two and got one called back. Um, we could have had at one point. DK actually had him three in it made me actually win money last week and then they took it away and it went away, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and Ertz, obviously like these guys are seeing crazy amounts of targets. Like you can reasonably assume that they're going to get close to double digit targets and you're just not getting that from similarly priced uh, wide receivers. So why wouldn't you play them? I, I am, I'm playing Travis Kelsey and Kat. Like I want that to happen. I need it to happen. I'm playing uh, both in the three men. I don't, oh, wow. Statement. Wow. Statement King for Jones has to win out to win the three men. And he's no, we're going into the playoffs. Play. Just so you guys know. Oh, this gosh. Is- <laughs> oh gosh. God, here we go. Original um, constitution. But, of I, but the- I actually think it's really interesting that, that Kelsey saw a price decrease because the matchup isn't terrible for him. Uh, Baltimore is actually 25th in DVOA against tight ends. Um, and we can talk about, what we think of DVOA. I, mean, I know that some people don't like it as a statistic, but like if you're not good at covering that position and then you're playing the guy who's the best at the position, uh, I feel like that's not good. Um, <laughs> that's not great. It, it doesn't seem good. <laughs> so like, yeah, like I know he's coming on, like he's not going to surprise anyone. He's probably not a great tournament play, but like I'm absolutely trying to play Kelsey again. Like anytime this guy's under six, uh, under seven K pretty much. I'm looking to get him into my cash lineup because he's just like you guys said, like he's a he's the most targeted weapon in the best offense in the whole league. And, uh, you know, he's got double digit targets, you know, in tons of games. Like I I, so many other tight ends have never even had a double digit target game. Like I'm playing this guy. So I, I think Ertz is certainly a good play, but I am I am going with Kelsey. There's zero reason not to pay up at tight end this week, in my opinion. Zero. reason. You have value. 
Uh, speaking of paying up, the, he's not in this quite in this tier, but Eric Ebron was basically a free square last week at forty two hundred. Huge, huge, huge price bump to fifty seven hundred this week. Um, but the volume has been really high. You know, there's still no Jack Doyle, obviously, because he's out for the year. Um, you know, is coming off a ten catch game, so the price bump is probably warranted. Uh, but Jones, uh, any interest in going back to Ebron coming off a sixteen target ten catch game? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just, uh, he's like the guy that I feel like I've missed. Like, I just, I haven't quite gotten, like, haven't quite been able to play him in tournaments. Like, I've either gone cheap or paid up more, and I feel like I just keep whiffing. Um, Like, I'll play him, you know, against, like, the Jaguars, where he gets, like, three targets and something stupid. Like, I just, I never get him, I I just never do it right. I just, I suck. I'm the worst. I can't get Ebron right. I'm just going to keep paying for tight ends and just, you know, just, uh, just completely avoid. Like, I don't think I'm going to play anybody besides Kelsey Ertz and one other guy that we'll talk about in a minute at tight end this week. Lamarca, thoughts on Ebron? Yeah, I'm not going there either. Like, it, it, I totally get the logic. It is a pretty good matchup for him. And he's been a monster. But I just can't pay 5700 for him when I can pay 1000 more and get Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the wrong line of thinking. But that's kind of where I'm at in, with Ebron this week. No, I think that's reasonable. I mean, I, the thing that I struggle with with Ebron is that, like, he does have really good touchdown equity in the offense. Like, he has 13 touchdowns this year. Uh, so fluky that's pretty good you could like so like the argument i'm sure exists <laughs> that like if doyle isn't playing and you know hilton isn't like a quote-unquote red zone guy traditionally that like all of a sudden we have this like really high equity play in ebron i just feel like he still finds a way to like not quite do what we want him to do <laughs> like he's yeah. averaging 11 targets per game in the six games without eric without uh, jack doyle um but he's still only catching, you know, he's only catching six of those passes and uh, only going for 60 yards. So, like, the yards per target is really low. The reception, you know, the catch rate is really low. So, like, the like the added volume basically just makes up for the suck. But it doesn't put him, like, into the elite tier. So, yeah. I'm probably not going there. I'm sure, like, on Sunday I'll be messaging you guys being like, I can't believe I fucking played Ebron and he went for six points. But... <laughs> No, it'll is, probably the be the is, other way around, I think. The plan is Kelsey right now. <laughs> uh, all right, Jones, you said you had a play that you wanted to talk about. I'll let you get to it. Yeah, no, like I'm just going to, as much as I possibly can, fit like a sub 5K Rob, Gronkons- Rob Gronkowski into my lineup. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't care. That's you're, a you're crazy ridiculous. price. I'm, I'm fully in on that being the like second worst price of the week behind Matt Ryan being so cheap. Uh, I I disagree. I I think it's a trap. I'm still not playing Gronk. Like if you took the name away and we're like, I have a tight end who had four catches for or four targets for three catches and 26 yards last week. And he costs 4,800. Would you be interested in him? He'd be like, no, thank you. And they're, (laughs) they're just not using Gronk like Gronk this year. So in a matchup where we're all kind of expecting the Patriots to struggle, I will pass it yet again on Rob Gronkowski. No, you're crazy. Eh, maybe. 
What's Gronk stealing these days? Yeah, Gronk needs to prove it to me before he I hasn't, put it in my life. He hasn't yeah. had that double touchdown game or a hundred yard game. Like he just he just doesn't have the ceiling. Like if I fade him and he catches fifty yards and a touchdown, like is that gonna kill me? I don't think it will. And they're running the ball a lot more this year, so he's doing a ton of blocking. Like that's really the value. He's still one of the best blockers at the position. And I think they just want to keep him healthy. Like, I don't think they see a reason. Like, they have enough other guys where they don't need to, like, expose him over the middle. And then, like, in the first showdown slate of the playoffs with the Patriots, he's going to completely crush and I'm going to win all the money. That's that's my plan. Um, I'm going to fade him there, too, because he's an old man now. <laughs> he's going... All right, here we go. He's going to outscore one of Kelsey or Ertz this week. Booked. There's, there's your yeah. bold call. Booked. Completely booked. Doesn't matter. This is all monopoly money. Like who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. I'll bet you a three-man win. Oh, that's that's ludicrous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lamarca, any other tight end plays you want to discuss? I think George Kittle's interesting. Yeah, Uh, I don't, you know, love the matchup obviously against Denver, but he's like the next guy down for me when you look at Kelsey and Ertz in terms of you know target share. Like he gets looks. They're not the greatest of looks because they're coming from bad quarterbacks, but I think it's pretty proven at this point that he's a good player. So, Definitely. Uh, like, I'd rather play him at 5,500 than Ertz at 57. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Ebron, Ebron at 57. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. And, like, Kittle is good. Like, really good blocker, too, which I think people just think he's, like, a spark guy. He's, uh, he's a really good player. Uh, I'm gonna give a, I'll give a quick shout to Cam Brait as a touchdown-dependent $3,500 tight end in the high-scoring game. Um, let's move on to defense, everyone's favorite. And yeah. honestly, I think defense is really spread out this week, so we're just going to cut right to the chase. Lamarca, who's your favorite defense this week? I'm not messing around this week. I honestly have no idea. I never do with <laughs> defenses. <laughs> maybe maybe the Jets against Buffalo. Uh, maybe Arizona against Detroit. Like, yep. just Just pick a really cheap defense. That's all my plan is. I, I've honestly stopped pretending to try and know what, what is good at defense. So I'm just going to save the money, look for some sacks against a bad offense, and uh, hope that that works out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Arizona was the one that jumped out to me first. Um, I think they're going to be kind of low-owned because people are like, oh, my God, they might lose the game, but it doesn't really matter. Like They're going to get to Stafford. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I... Again, like same thing I said in the beginning of the show, but if Collins was there, I would feel like the Giants are just like a smash against Sanchez. But um, I- I'll definitely have a little sprinkle of them just in case uh, the old backup quarterback doesn't bite the Giants in the ass this weekend. And their whole line is in shambles too. Like it could yeah. be a good sack spot as well. Yeah. Love a good sack spot. Yeah. Interesting. Uh <laughs> I mean, the other side of that game actually is is where I'm looking with Washington. Uh, Washington I'm a fading Giants a, fan. <laughs> Washington has a really good pass rush, and the Giants' offensive line has not been great. Like Eli has been better than I think we thought, but the offensive line has been way worse. And uh, so I like I like the Redskins because they have like a well defined pass rush. Uh, same with Arizona. Like those are probably the two defenses I'm looking at in cash because they're 2200. And then, I mean, in tournaments, you just want to go ceiling, you want to go upside. So I feel like, uh, you know, Detroit against Rosen, um, Denver against Mullins. That's probably where I'm looking if I'm not like correlating with a running back in my tournament lineup. Am I crazy if I kind of want to play Baltimore in tournaments? 
I mean, you'll get them at 1%, so no. Like, we've seen Patrick Mahomes throw some interceptions or fumble. Like, that game against the Rams, even when the Chiefs scored, like, 90 points, the Rams' defense also scored two touchdowns. Like, obviously, this game against Baltimore is not going to be that type of game. But I just think that they're maybe the best defensive unit in football, and they're 2,200. So... I may play them. That's probably a total fish play, but like I'm kind of interested in doing it. I can definitely get behind it. Um, all right, let's make a Millie lineup. Let's win all the money. That's the that's the brand motto. Uh, I am going to pick first this week because I have not yet picked first, and I'm going to start with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, yes. Uh, Jones, you can go next. All right, let's uh, let's go. I was going to say Gronk just to screw with you guys, but never mind. Um, you uh, would literally <laughs> avoid your pick. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Kelsey. All right. Lamarca? I'm plugging in Philip Lindsay. All right. Well, we're out of the cash now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was a block by you if I've ever seen one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and stack Rodgers with Adams. Jones? Oh jeez, we need some uh, we need yeah, some we, savings yeah, here, save huh? Save us some money here, Jones. I think you mentioned right, the guy well, that does. Yeah, that. I mean, let's uh, let's just go ahead and get Samuel in there. Curtis or Jalen? Curtis, come on. Jalen is Samuel's with an S. He's just testing you. <laughs> Lamarca. Hmm. Let's do all right. Let's run the Samuel stack. I'm gonna get Jalen in there. All right, saving a little money. I like it. All right, so we've got. About 5K left per slot. I'm going to make the last pick here. Don't really think we want to eat chalk. Just another running back. Mm, I mean, if we leave ourselves... I I think we can do this. I I think we can play Keenan Allen in this lineup. Sure. Let's go Keenan Allen. That leaves us us 7,500 total for flex and defense. If you play like a one of the $2,300 defenses we were talking about, you still got over 5K left in your flex. Yep. Uh, very reasonable. So the lineup that we have created with the two blank spots, we got Rodgers, Lindsey, Samuels, uh, Jalen Samuels, Devontae Adams, Curtis Samuel, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, and then flex defense, 7,100. This is a pretty sexy That's lineup. That's a sexy lineup. That was exactly what I was thinking. That's a sexy lineup. I mean – you don't have to play Samuels, obviously. Like you think you can mess around, you can go with Jackson or Wilson instead. But I like the rest of that core around that. Love it. Good job, guys. Last week we were a little helter skelter. I feel like this week we really put it together. It's good stuff. <laughs> we're right. growing. That is going to do it for this edition of On the Daily. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Check out the Listener League. You're checking us out here on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, be sure to follow and subscribe the channel for the two mats. I'm Anthony Miko. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS.
Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.